Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This episode is sponsored by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming, offering precision-engineered controls. This episode is sponsored by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. If you're anything like me and you're just not a neurosurgeon with a steady hand, you probably neglect what's below the belt. Luckily, Manscaped has us covered. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and just released a new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And when I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. If you are listening to me speak right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code THPN, let me repeat, THPN, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Grit for 60 podcast, armchair GM edition. That's right, we are going to look at some cap-friendly armchair GM deals and see what we think. Because, you know, armchair GMs are the best GMs, right? We got nothing else to do! Anyway, um, you wanna... My name is Connor yeah. Farrell, <laughs> you can call me TC. I'm joined by, to my right... Uh, hey everyone, uh, it's Brendan, also known as TCJ. TCJ, what do we got up first? Um, which one would you like to do first? I don't know. I thought you were prepared. Oh, I just figured I'd give you a choice first. We'll go with this one called Eichel because ooh, that's like the favorite topic of any armchair GM yes. right now. And I will say, I am on Team Free Eichel. You're on Team Free Everybody. Free, yeah. Put the bet. Take the good players that are on bad teams and put them on good teams. It's not hard. Okay. Well, it's way more fun. Alright, I have a lot of problems with, like, everything on here. Um, what's going on? Give us give us a quick breakdown of what's going on here. Alright, so we got Winnipeg gives up Patrick Laine, Nick Ellers, Sammy Niku, Laurent Brossois, Logan Stanley, their 2021 first and a 2022nd for Jack Eichel, Sam Reinhart, 
and Carter Hutton. Oh, and also they signed um, Brussois to a 7 by $4.25 million deal before shipping him off to Buffalo. I don't get what's happening what? here. Wait, what? They signed Laurent Brossois to a seven-year deal worth four and a quarter per year. Why? I don't know. <laughs> also, why why are you trading Line A and Ellers? Yeah. I, on that alone, I've got to say no. But also, like, I don't know what they want with Logan Stanley. I mean, he's good, but is he really, like... Does he have trade potential? I mean, it's just... I I don't know He's, what's going on here. It's not exactly the, the prospect that you're like, yes, we're going to build our franchise around this prospect. I mean, plus now the Jets' wing depth would be Andrew Kopp, Blake Wheeler, and Kyle Connor. I thought Andrew Kopp was a center. Apparently he's also playing winger in this scenario. He has played wing in the past, yeah. Yeah, this... Well, they've got Andrew Kant playing first line wing over Kyle O'Connor, which... Weird, but... It's weird. Also, we also have talked about how Shifley and Connor probably shouldn't play together anyway, so... Hmm. But, yeah. This is also a, a scenario in which Brian Little is playing hockey. Um, and they also signed... Because they also... Because the Jets acquired Sam Reinhart as well. Oh, um, why? And signed him to a seven, a nearly an eight million dollar deal for okay. how long here? Is Sam um, actually six good? years? I mean, he's decent, but like not that. Good. He's not gonna fix our blue line. He's an all right option at the second center, but I mean, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with no. Yeah, but that's part of the fun of these is that you, you get these wacky like. Oh my God! What are you doing? <laughs> sort of, sort of things. Plus, I knew clicking on the Eichel one was going to be, end up being pretty funny anyway. But um, so then, I guess the question is, what would you give up to bring in Eichel? First of all, I don't think a, a, an Eichel trade is happening. I'll be shocked if an Eichel trade happens. He's on a pretty long contract. Isn't he's on a pretty long contract, but like, he's also Jack Eichel. Like, you shouldn't. You shouldn't ever trade Jack Eichel. Ah, uh, uh, see, here's the thing. You forget. NA, the NHL is run by turds. Just because you shouldn't do something doesn't mean it won't happen. So. Uh, Jack Eichel. I mean, it could happen, potentially. You know, just because you say we, you know, I, I can't see a scenario in which Jack Eichel isn't going to get traded. That doesn't mean he's not going to get traded. Don't put anything past any, any, and don't put anything past NHL GMs to do. Yeah, there's just a lot going on here that I don't really understand. Like, I, I don't know why. Uh, Let Anthony Potato walk. Why are we resigning him? Yeah, there's. I, I don't. I, why are we depth. resigning Lucas Sabiza? Depth. I I don't know. I don't think Kulikov would come back for two years and one million a year. After being paid a lot more than that. The other problem with this is you're, to me, if you're Winnipeg, you are not in a position to really trade draft picks right now. And you're giving up a first and a second for, for Jack Eichel. Yes. 
All right, we're going to back away from this one because I don't think it needs any more time, really, unless you have anything. No, I'm good. Um, we're going to call this... Speaking of uh, buying, this one is just called Cup Contenders. Oh, boy! Um, and so the big one here is that uh, the Jets acquire... Uh, Aaron Dell! Let's no, go! No, that's not the big one. The Jets acquire Anthony Sorelli... From the Lightning for... I have a question. Yes. Wh- who, why are we signing Joel Edmondson to a six-year deal? I, yeah, that's, that's a big question. I don't know. I don't know why you would do that. I also don't know how I feel about Dylan DeMello getting five years. I like Dylan DeMello. Do I want him on a five-year contract? Probably not. Anyway. Three years. I feel like the big one here is acquiring uh, Anthony Sorelli, who's like yeah. the new... Uh, Selkie he's candidate. good he, he's been initiated into the club and, and that's exactly what the Jets need uh, shut down centers yeah but do you depth it's kind of hard yeah so do you really want that though for two firsts and oh. trading Brian Little for the, and the you're, Tampa you're, you're not even acquiring yeah. Anthony you're, uh, you're acquiring his rights yes well the deal no. is also only three years for five million dollars yeah you don't trade away two firsts for that i'm not opposed to trading brian little but brian little plus two firsts for i mean anthony sorelli is good Uh, what yeah whack that's where you lose me i think on this one uh maybe if we go brian little and a third does that get it done just Brian Little and a third? Okay, what would you do? I mean, I don't think they're wrong for asking for a first for Anthony Sorelli, but, I mean, you have to remember, Tampa gave up a first for Barclay Goodrow, so. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. First for why, why are the, oh, I guess the Lightning are selling Anthony Sorelli for cap reasons. But they are also very much in win now. I feel like there are other ways that Tampa would shed cap than trade Anthony Sorelli. I have a question. Yes. Why is Detroit getting involved here? Why are we trading Matthew Perot and a third round pick? Yeah, that's funny. That's fine. We're just gifting Perot and a third and with nothing in return. I don't know if that's what? even allowed. It may, is, maybe that's for cap reasons, but that does <laughs> that does seem... <laughs> is that allowed? I mean... <laughs> If we if we got to clear Matthew Perot's cap hit, at least get like something in return for it. Also, this, not just throw in another third round pick. This roster only has twenty people on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe this doesn't work for cap reasons. Well, I guess you could bring up like two minor league players. Yeah, but then you still don't have the twenty three. <laughs> That's my favorite is when, like, someone does one of these and then, like, a team has, like, $3 in cap space. Oh, well, you know, if we don't, if instead of, if we just take out the $4.5 million for Joel Edmondson that we've signed for no reason, then we're under the cap and we've got space to play with. We don't have to get rid of people. Yeah, it's just, well, that's, that's a minor thing to me is that, like, aside from Dylan DeMello, like, the free agency options for defensemen is, like, not... Super great. <laughs> um, so, do we have a situation in which the Jets are acquiring Shane Goss's bear? Because I feel like that would be... A, if you want to get a defenseman, that would be an option. I have no idea. Oh, but they also did keep... Uh, yeah, like I said, 
They kept Dylan DeMello for five years and four million. I don't mind necessarily giving him four million a year. It's just do we, do we, five years seems like a lot for a guy like Dylan DeMello. Yeah, but you're also you're up against the market. I mean, this is probably going to be the last big contract that Dylan DeMello signs if he goes for a long term. So if a team is willing to give you four, and then someone offers you five, you might end up taking the five. Hmm. But four also seemed like a lot. Yeah. Like four million a year also seemed like a lot for a guy who's mostly been a bottom pairing to second pairing guy. I think, I mean, I could see him as a second pairing guy. I don't mind playing, giving him second pairing minutes. Anyway. Um... Is there anyone on here that you would like to pick, or you, would you like me to pick? Hmm. The cost of Sub- we're not. I don't want Subban. But what if we're talking about Malcolm Subban? <laughs> I don't want Malcolm Subban. If we're talking about Malcolm Subban, why is it called the the cost of Malcolm Subban? Like I don't. It's yeah. I don't care. It's clickbait. I mean, I don't. Winning the cup. Okay, winning the cup. Which one? Oh, towards the bottom there. Okay. Towards the bottom. Um, all right, this is going to involve trades with the Ducks and the Blackhawks. Let's look at the trades first. Because to me, the, the trade ones are always the funniest ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, like giving up a first and Christian Veselainen for Dylan Strom. Not, yeah, not happening. I'm oh, sorry. The RFA rights to Dylan Strom. Not happening. Does Dylan? Does adding Dylan Strom make Winnipeg the cup contenders here? Yes. Is that what the argument? I hope not. Uh, this is also another trade where we're just giving up somebody. Um, oh. Okay. We're buying out Brian This, this person thinks that there's like going to be a compliance buyout or something. We're just... I guess because Brian Little's brain doesn't work anymore? No, I, I, I just think that somebody thinks that we're going to get like compliance buyouts because of the coronavirus or something. I don't know. Uh, that just... Uh, hmm. I, don't, I don't think so. Dale, wait, wait. How did Dale Weiss end up on this roster? Also, this person didn't sign a backup goaltender. Yeah. Um, let's see if there's any. Well, you know, you just, you just call up um, Birdman. Mikhail Berdeen. Yeah, there you go. I don't know if he's quite ready yet. but Probably not. Also, here's another one with... Joel Edmondson for four years Why? and four million dollars. Because there really aren't that many great options in free agency. <laughs> also, Dylan DeMello for five years and four million. Okay, I guess that's going to be standard. Uh, yeah, not great. <laughs> that I, I can't get over this Dylan Strom trade. Where I mean, you're, that's you're giving up first. Veselainen and a first-round pick and then giving him... Uh, let's see here. Five years and five million dollars. He's just not that good. Yeah. I mean, he is good, but it, he's not worth that. Like, Oh, and then we're also just is... dumping Adam Lowry for a draft pick. I still want... Why are we signing Dale Weiss? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm i going to back away from this one. That one was not super great. What do you have this sorted by? It's, this is. I think this is just the last one they created. Oh. Because uh, I don't think there's a way to, like, sort or anything, so... Dale Weiss is going to haunt me until I die, apparently. <laughs> uh, there's one that says Edmondson in the title. 
This is just gonna happen. Apparently, Edmonton to Winnipeg is just going to happen. I'll try the one called Patching Holes. Oh, and there's oh, a trade God. with Buffalo. What could possibly go oh, wrong? No. Right, oh, through what's happening. Okay, here. so we're patching a hole by trading for Rasmus Ristolainen, who is very uh, not good. <laughs> I'm not having the is Rasmus Ristolainen yeah, no, debate. No more. No. <laughs> <laughs> not having the Rasmus Ristolainen nope. debate. Uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you take this one here. Uh, there was one that improves their defense and pivots. What does that mean? I think pivots is like center. Oh, that meant, that meant they were pivoting. Okay, so the big thing is that we're requiring Ryan Johansson for Adam Lowry, Vesselina, and a 2021 first. Uh, which mm. I'm not a super big fan of, because I don't think Ryan Johansson is that good. And his contract's not super great. Uh, and then we have Dylan Samberg. So we're having like a defensive prospect swap between Samberg and Jake Bean. That's got to Jake Bean has to be a, like a, an NHL-generated name player. I mean, yeah, but he was also the 13th overall pick a few years ago. Was he? Good for him. But I don't get how, like, the Hurricanes having a pact, uh, having, like, a whole lot of defensive depth. I don't get how trading one of the prospects for yeah. another defenseman makes any sense. Yeah, I don't... What are, you, what, are you, what, are, what are we accomplishing with this trade? I guess is the question. I don't know. I, I, I do not know. I remember Dylan Sandberg. Yeah. Um, uh, so we're just going to back uh, away from that. Yeah. I can't. None of the other ones are that helping. How about, other guy. how about Taze or Ajo? Why not oh, both? Goodness. I like that this one has Chicago, Carolina, and New York because they're acquiring both oh, Sebastian Ajo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So this is this is just a joke. Okay. Well, what was the joke? Um, oh, no future considerations. They're acquiring the not good Sebastian Ajo and Devin Tays from. Oh my. They should have just like we got played. Yeah, they should have just hyperlinked like who was this? Roll. Bog sauce, well played, son. Well played. Yeah, very well played. Um, fixing the two C for years. Oh, no. oh yeah, what could possibly go wrong here? Oh, here's another Anthony Sorelli one. Oh God. <laughs> so we're getting rid of Christian Veselin, Declan Chisholm, Sammy Niku, Jack Roslevic, and a second for Anthony Sorelli. That's a lot. I hate these trades that are like... And in. we acquired Josh Hosang, which off, I am off not... waivers. Despite the fact that Hosang <laughs> hit waivers at the beginning of the season and everybody passed on him. Not that Hosang is a bad player. Yeah. You should be interested in Hosang. He's done well in very how, limited Wait, how did minutes. he hit waivers and everybody passed on him? Because, I mean, he's a good... I don't know. Collusion. I don't... I don't know. But I hate these trades that are like, we're not going to give you anything substantial. We're just going to dump a bunch of like small, small yeah. things together but I like to make it a big package. Yeah, but it's like, what, what does Tampa get out of this? Like, at most, like, 
a middle six winger yeah. or a middle six forward and like no, a depth five, defenseman five. and a couple of prospects, you know, in the second round pick. Oh, and a second round pick. Can't can't forget about the second round pick. They're valuable. They add up. There's nothing more valuable on these hockey trade forums than a second round pick. It's like we're not bold enough to offer you a first, but this second round pick <laughs> that we have is is worth a lot. But yeah, I'm, that's gonna be a, a no for me. And then we're also seen. signing Sorelli for 6 by 6.3. So. so, in conclusion, nobody on Cap Friendly knows what they're doing. Oh, and here's another one with uh, signing Joel Edmondson. <laughs> <laughs> this one's better, though. This is a $3 million deal for three years. I just like how Joel Edmondson is, like, the universally agreed upon, like, okay depth option <laughs> on these. Like, again, there aren't really that many, like, good options with the defenseman in free agency this year. So I just like how everyone's just like, hey, we know Winnipeg's not going to break the bank because, like, why would Petrangelo pick Winnipeg of all places? Yeah. So we're just going to go with this guy who's, you know, he's a defenseman, fixes their... might fix some of their problems. Maybe. And we're going to sign him for a moderate deal, but it's just on every single one of these. Also, I wonder if the Anthony Sorelli thing is something that's like... uh, uh mutually exclusive to just Winnipeg or if every single fan base is just like yes we're going to trade for Anthony Sorelli's yeah. RFA rights someone's going to overpay for him like I said I think there are going to be other ways that Tampa can get rid of cap space without doing that because they do this every summer every summer we do these armchair GMs where it's like alright Tampa has no cap space they're going to give up you know Braden Point yeah, that, that was the one last summer. Oh, they can't afford a point. We're, they're just going to trade him. Well, but you, you forget. The Lightning don't have Steve Eiserman anymore. That's fair. They don't they don't have the voice of reason in the room anymore. Oh, and they also have a bunch of contracts up. So that's oh, like here we go. Basically half of their defense is up. Zach Bogosian, gone. Luke Shen, gone. With... Not a whole lot of cast space to work with. Oh, they only have <laughs> about $8 million to work with. Oh, okay. And most of that's going to go to Sergachev. <laughs> like I said, there are going to be other Let's ways. see what our prospect pool is up to. Yeah, I'm sure they'll end up getting rid of, like, Alex Kalorn and or Tyler Johnson somehow. But um, They need to win the cup, like, last year. They needed to win, like, a playoff game, like, <laughs> last year. Their window is closing. <laughs> Guys. Alright, this one is called Jets Tinkering. And it does not have either Anthony Sorelli or Joel Edmondson. Oh. But it does have Rasmus versus the Lyman. Oh. So are we backing out of this one? <laughs> I think we uh, on principle. And <laughs> and apparently we're trading Matthew Perot for a fifth. fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. No, but we are, we're also giving big money to D, to TJ. TJ Brook. Bro- uh, so, yeah. And Jason Spezza gets to finish his career in Winnipeg. Like how the top comment is: if we are spending on a left defenseman, get Edmondson. <laughs> Every single one of these. It's just Edmondson. Apparently, is the answer. Yeah. 
Um, oh, great. Round five quick on this one. Oh, okay, this one's fun. All right, so the thing with Vegas, their trend is that they have to get rid of Paul Stastny for some reason, for salary reasons. Mm. But again, I'm like, aren't there better ways to get rid of salary than trading actually good players? Mm-hmm. So we give them Matthew Perot instead? We give we give them Matthew Perot in a third for Paul Stastny in a fourth. Which, uh, yes, I, I take that. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, but we are retaining salary. Yeah, but like we're retaining salary on a good player. We're not retaining salary. We're just properly weaponizing our cap space. Okay. Okay. What was the other thing there? Because we're trading with Buffalo as well? Oh, yeah. We can do without that one. Why is... Wait, why is that trade even in there? It's not like we're getting rid of any cap space. Because we're acquiring Rasmus Ristolainen, a good player. Definitely a good player. Your face is frozen. <laughs> also requiring Jake McCabe, another you know really solid defensive foundational no, piece. Like what? You could just not do that one. You could just do the the Vegas one, and it would be like, great. You just filled in. Know, the, I don't know. You just filled in the two C for the first time in years. Here's the thing with this: with both of these trades, I don't feel like. I don't feel like both teams would do these trades in both situations. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know why Vegas would do... Like, I feel like Vegas could get a better package for Paul Stassi than just being like, here's a depth forward and, like, some draft pick that we don't really care about. Right? Like... Yeah. It's not like Stassi is, like, a bum on an overage contract. Right? He's just... a little expensive. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. But then again, I shouldn't argue with the team that just re-upped Ryan Reeves for multiple years, so, you know. Yeah, like, I don't know, that one, that one just bothers me. I'm like, why are you, why are you giving up Paul Stastny? Like, uh, oh, he's being, he's being paid six and a half million dollars for next season? Alright, let's just do one more. Sure. Alright, we'll do one more. I don't know how we're doing on time, but sure. Um, would you Would you like to pick the last one? There's another page of these if you don't like any of the ones that I, uh, I'm showing you right now. Well, there was one called Probably Not. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, we, I feel like we have to... Okay. Oh, there are four trades in this Oh, one. no. Oh, yeah. None of them Buffalo, though. So <laughs> Or Tampa. So we're not acquiring Rasmus Ristolainen. Um, this, we are. One, this okay. one's another one with Brian Little on a compliance buyout. That's what I'm assuming CBO means. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're giving it Brad, Matthew Perot again for a pick for, I'm sure, cap reasons. Uh, a first round pick for Max Domi. Or, Max Domi's RFA rights, and then we're signing him for 5x5, five five, which is probably pretty cheap. This one's not bad. Oh, yeah, they're also don't... acquiring Jonas Brodin for Gustafsson, EQ, in two seconds. Uh, see, this is, again, the problem that I have with this is we're trading away a lot of draft picks that I don't think we can afford to give away. Yeah, exactly. Especially since 
we've already given up a few picks this year too. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, I don't think that under this scenario, the Jets are necessarily overpaying. I don't know. I don't know. Is, is Max Domi worth the first round pick? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know why. I guess because Montreal will think that they're like loaded on centers because they have a few in the pipeline as well. Mm. But I, I thought, yeah, I thought them trading Domi was a little weird. But I like the uh, Jonas Berdine one because he's like an actually good defensive mm-hmm. defenseman. And you could play him with like he's not really good offensive, so you could just play with play him with like uh, Pionk. Okay. And like balance that out. Okay. I feel like that could maybe work. So takeaways. We're signing Joel Edmondson apparently. You, <laughs> you might end up trading for Anthony Sorelli. And overpaying for it. And over eh, yeah. And then um maybe also trading for Rasmus Bristol Lang. <laughs> and giving up way too many draft picks. Yeah, and we're gonna give up a lot of draft picks. Yeah. To prop open our already shut playoff window of the playoff window of two years <laughs> I guess technically three maybe I shouldn't say it's shut uh, but it doesn't look good yeah. it's not locked close it's just no. it's just kind of there yeah but uh, yeah you got anything else you wanted to touch on I don't I think, think so. that's a yeah, yeah, so. alright um, so uh TC, where can I find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at TC underscore 904. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BeFarrell727. You can find the podcast on Twitter at... Uh, no, no, uh, at Grip460Pod. <laughs> and uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, at that handle. And yeah. Uh, Thank you for listening and have a good one. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.